Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. Well, we're going to share with you this evening as we continue on the theme of defeating your giants. As Pastor Jackie started out Sunday talking about giants and the giant of fear. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you tonight for your word. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for your promise. And we ask you to help us tonight as we share this word so that someone will be enriched and encouraged. We thank you for it now in the name of Jesus Christ. One of the reasons that many of us never accomplish the things that God has in store for us and in fact is already planned for us is that we will get to a point that we will allow fear and apprehension to keep us from making a move to progress in the area that God wants us to go. Fear will paralyze you and keep you in the place where you will not advance. So I want to go back to the scripture context that we were looking at Sunday. And again, this story in the book of Deuteronomy and in the book of Numbers is about what God had purposed and planned for those we call the children of Israel. These are the Israelites who were in bondage in Egypt. And before they left, God already had promised before they were even slaves to their forefather Abraham, God promised that I'm going to take your people to a place that's going to be a blessed place. God promised he's going to take them to a place that's going to be a blessed place. Now in the meantime, they find themselves enslaved in Israel. So just because God has a blessed place for you don't mean you're not going to have some issues. You'll find yourself in a in a, in a prison or in a, a place where you're enslaved, but God is true to his word. And God promised them, and he sent Moses to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. Well, where are we going to go? We're going to go to the place that God had promised. Can you see the people as they're, they're leaving and they're breaking free from their bondages and they're so happy and they've got all their belongings and they got some belongings from the, Israelite, from the uh, Egyptians. Uh, they have gotten uh, gold and silver and furnishings and all those things from the Egyptians and they're breaking out, heading out of Egypt and they say, we're going to a place. 
it didn't take very long. They had to go past the Red Sea, but it didn't take very long. About 40 days or so, they're at the brink of the place that God had uh, promised them. And in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1, at beginning at verse 6, the Lord our God said to us at Horeb, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring peoples in Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites, to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. So the first thing I want to point out is the Lord God is speaking. Notice we start in the first verse. The Lord our God said. How many of you are believers? Are you saved? Do you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you? Well, I know that if you're saved and you got the Spirit of God on the inside of you, the Lord our God speaks to you. In fact, most of us he has spoken to, if not all of us. The problem is when God spoke those great things that he wants to do in our lives, we said, are you talking to me? You can't be talking to me. Do you know where I'm from? Do you know I can't do that? Or, or something, something told me. That's what we'll say. Something was talking to me. Something, I had this idea. I had this kind of a, I don't know whether it was a vision, but this thought, this idea that came and said, I can do this or God wants to do this through my life. God speaks to us. Come on, say God speaks to us. And God is still speaking. And God has spoken to every believer because God has something in store for every believer to accomplish. Well, let me say that one more time. God has something in store for every believer to accomplish. And God knows how to uh, present that to you. So God is speaking. It's a big difference when God is speaking and when somebody else is speaking. You don't have to just wait for somebody else to prophesy to you. God speaks to you. If somebody prophesies to you of the Lord, all he's doing is confirming what God has already said. Secondly, let's look at what he was saying. God is speaking. He said to him, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. In verse 7, he said, break camp and advance. You know, that caught my attention. God said, break camp. And I, I look around the church and most of the members are still camping. We're camping. We, we, we've gotten familiar with the tent and we're sitting around the campfire. But God says there's a time to break camp. And do what? And advance. Break camp and advance. Some of you may have been in the same place for years without advancing. I mean the same place. You're right where you were 10 or 12 years ago, singing the same song, sitting in the same seat. And waiting on God to give you a supernatural anointing. And God is waiting on you to get up and break camp. Break camp. God say break camp. Somebody say break camp. Break camp. 
and it's time for some of you to break camp. You, you don't know what you're waiting on. You're waiting on somebody to, uh, to approve you. You're waiting on a, to get a, a vision from heaven, a double portion, but God said break camp. And I'm telling somebody tonight, it's time for you to break camp and advance. See, when God tells you to advance, you can expect great things in your future. And where he's telling them to go and advance, however, is challenging. It's going to be some challenges. Your advancement is almost always going to be challenged. Let me just tell you that now. That's why everybody doesn't do it. You saw somebody else going through something. You say, I ain't going through that. But I'm telling you, your victory will cost you something. Victory is going to cost you. You're going to have to break camp. You're going to have to go to some new ground. You're going to have to do something different. You're going to have to advance. Now, if you're planning on advancing. Thirdly, God reaffirms his promise in that passage. Verse 8 says, see, I have given you this land. Before they even got there, God said, I already gave it to you. And the things that God wants to accomplish in your life is already done. He's just waiting on you to show up. Let me say that again. You waiting on God. God waiting on you. God says, I have already given it to you. You don't have it in your hand. You're not walking on it. You're not possessing it, but I already gave it to you. I don't know what you're waiting on. Break camp and go get it. See, I've given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land, God says. He says, I swore that I would give that to you through your father's. And there's something about God when he says, I've already said it, I've already promised it. This is what I, I went to in Hebrew when I read that passage. Hebrews 6, 17 says, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. He said, God can't lie. It's impossible for him to lie. So when God says, I'm going to give it to you, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to give it to you. It's, it's yours. I ain't making this up. I'm not, I'm not guessing about what might happen. I don't, there's no options. There's no uh, maybes. There's no, there's no something that might could occur. I didn't understand that. I didn't see that. That's not God. God says, I gave it to you. It's yours. It's impossible for God to lie. So with all that God has done and promised, there was a problem with the Israelites. And that problem was that they're possessing what God made clear to them was theirs. They had a problem possessing what was already theirs. They had a problem. And they are not any different than we are. We have a problem possessing what's already ours. And God wants us to get past that point where we can exercise our faith and just go get what's already ours. Let me say this again. Just go get what's already ours. In Numbers chapter 13 verse 23, we see a little bit more of the backstory of here. Um, when the tent, they, they, they got to a place and they sent 12 spies into the land. Now, if you go back to Deuteronomy and read chapter 1, uh, God is saying, uh, y'all just go in and possess. But the people says, instead of possessing, we want to send some spies in to check it out. And God said, what do you want to check out? I already told you it's yours, but, but let's go check it out. 
Isn't that how apprehensive we are when God tells us something? Well, I don't know how this is going to work. I ain't going to do it all. I'm going to just see if I can just do a little bit of it. And in Numbers it says, when they reached the valley of Eskol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them. A cluster of grapes on a pole, on a mop handle. Uh, and two of them got it. One on one shoulder, one on the other. Boy, that's a big cluster of grapes. Along with some plum granites and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eschol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. So things were looking pretty good with the grapes and the plum granites and the figs as they started out. Do you remember how happy you were and how excited you were when you first believed God was going to do something in your life and you started out? That was your grapes and your plum granites and your figs. You know, I was meditating on this. It's like the Lord says, tell the folks, don't be satisfied with grapes and plum granites and figs when I have much more than that for you. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you. And we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.